Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know if it was last night or if it was the game against the Sixers that they ultimately lost in overtime, but somewhere along over the last month, I have decided that Jimmy Butler is my favorite. He just plays with, I hate going swagger, but swagger. He plays with all the words that we as reporters try not to use. <laughs> right, right, right. Heart, grit, yeah. passion, fire, all that stuff. Fire, yeah. He, he grinds. <laughs> you know, we, we try to stay away from those things because they're just such bad cliches that all the athletes use. But here's a better way to say it. He plays like he loves the game. He and does. you see a lot of superstars these days that sometimes maybe don't look like they love the game. I think he plays like he thinks he's going to get cut tomorrow. Yes, like, perfect. There are yes. very there are very few guys that you would say that about, especially in the NBA, when you can guarantee a contract for the next six years at $100 million, no matter how you play. I was thinking about Cole Aldridge. Somebody called in earlier that he makes $7 million a year, and he doesn't do anything. Sign, and that's sign, the same that Kyle Rudolph makes. Yeah, sign me up. Kyle Rudolph scores touchdowns all the time. He's, he plays 90% of the snaps. He makes the same dollar amount that the guy who never plays on the Minnesota Timberwolves makes. And there, that's crazy. There isn't as much. Ah, that's crazy. That tells you where NBA oh, money yeah, is. It, it is. It's nuts. And it, it tells you a little bit about uh, kind of the, the drive that these guys have or are required to have on a nightly basis. Like, if you're Jimmy Butler and you make what you make and you're on a team that's on course for the playoffs, now and then you could see taking a night off. And it amazes me that every time I turn on the TV, he plays that hard. It almost reminds me, and it's not the same playing style at all, but just the effort of, like, Allen Iverson, where Iverson was the same way, just this drive, this madness to play super hard, knowing he had to carry the team all the time. And wanting that responsibility. So even though sometimes for Iverson, he'd be reckless and it would turn out really bad for them, he still played every single night like they were going to send him back, you know, just to, to the G League or something like that. And, and that's how Jimmy plays. And now that he's decided, you know, game's close. Uh, this is Jimmy time. It, it's become so fun to watch. Did you see the quote last night after the game? Somebody asked him, are you playing the best of your career right now? He's like, nah, man, you should have seen me back in high school in Tom Ball. <laughs> That's such a great quote. That they, oh, no. No, you want to see me when I was at my best? Back when I was in high school, I tore it up. I don't think you can get a whole lot better than uh, what he was doing last night. But, yeah, he is. 
He's a great talker too, which I think is going to endear him to the fan base. And it's it's trash talk. He gave but out it, his cell phone number at oh, his yes, introductory yes. press conference. You knew right from then, I mean, like, there's going to be some moments with this guy that are going to be pretty wild. And called people back. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, last night when he said, you can't bleep with me two times very clearly on TV. And backed but, it up. And and then went and won the game. Uh, that's what we want to see, I think, as a Minnesota basketball community is somebody who looks like they love the game and looks like they aren't taking it for granted because that would be one of the biggest complaints that Wolves fans have had since they drafted Cat and Wiggins that – in some ways, the basketball community makes it sound like, not here, but I mean nationally, the reporters and things like that, like, oh, well, they've got Cat and Wiggins, so they win, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, you drafted those guys, so automatically they'll just be great because they drafted good players. And it, it does not work that way. Yeah, we've seen plenty of examples in sports, even locally, where that didn't exactly pan out the way it should. Uh, you need heart. You need heart. You need fire. And it's cliche, and you said it. We hate using these words, but... You know, he, he is the heart and he is the fire, and and it's fun to watch, and I'm happy for Wolves fans. I mean, I'm more of a hockey guy than a basketball guy, but I think basketball in this town with, with the Gophers had a little bit of a swoon and the Wolves had a big swoon. Um, the state of hockey thing has been a wonderful marketing tool for the Wild and the sport. Uh, I think basketball is very undersold, and I think that this town deserves – a team that both wins and is fun to watch. Um, you know, as they were getting better with with Rubio and Love, eh, they were better. But I don't know that I would describe them as being fun to watch. Jimmy Butler is worth every penny you pay for whatever that ticket costs you to get in that building. And that's where, when uh, the other night the TNT crew is talking about, well, they need to play more up tempo and things like that. And maybe they will in, when it comes playoff time. When you guys have guys uh, playing forty minutes a night, it's pretty hard to just ask them to run right. up and down the floor. For the entire game. Uh, so maybe we will see that, but it's a team that scores. It's a team that plays a lot of close games. And now it has one of the most likable superstar players in the league and a super, a superstar. Like this is what it takes. This is how you be an actual superstar, not just you know, he could be a superstar or on some nights, the first Wolves game that I went to cat scored like 37 and had 18 rebounds. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. But that's not what happens every single night for cat. Whereas even when Jimmy Butler earlier in the season, he was struggling with his shooting. He was still good. He was still making the free throws. He was still grinding the defense. He was still, uh, he was distributing the ball a lot more than now he's decided he's just going to score all the time. And that's exactly what this team needed was for a guy to basically say, I'm the best player. Everybody get on my back and follow me because you guys weren't going to do it. You cat, you weren't going to take over Wiggins. You weren't going to take over. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the face of this franchise. Yeah. And he's really become that over the last few weeks. You want a little breaking news? Got a little breaking news. Oh, do we have the breaking news. What do, we got? do we just go with it? Just make a noise with your face, Jonathan. That was convincing. That, that, that was, was good. That was good. Uh, who's the best coach in town? Uh, Zimmer. Who's the best? General? Oh, sorry, Cheryl Reed. Who's the best general manager in town? Uh, I mean, you can make an argument, Spielman. It could now be Cheryl Reeve. Oh, is she going to be the GM? Lynx just announced they've re-signed Cheryl Reeve to a multi-year contract extension, and part of that contract is elevating her to coach general manager. Oh, wow. Who's the GM before? I knew you were going to ask that. Sorry. I don't know. But uh, 
safe to say she probably was making most of the calls before mm, anyway yeah. uh, and is now. Um, that's a good move, obviously, for the Lynx. What you mean is um, my Twitter follower, Cheryl Reeve. I heard you talking about yeah. that. <laughs> well, now I have even more to brag about. I heard you talking about that. Um, uh, follow her. She's a good follow. Yeah. Uh, not just on basketball. She'll remark on sports in general and, and some uh, very strong stances that, that I love seeing people in power make about some social issues that she holds very dear. This, uh, this town now has, I think, all good coaches. It depends on where whether you stand in the Royce or the Mackey camp with uh, P.J. Fleck. I guess we'll wait and see on that. I think we've now decided Richard Pitino's a pretty good coach. I, I, I agree. I'll go, yes. Um, Cheryl's number one, though. I mean, if, okay, all let's right, take let's, even let's, po- let's power rank Minnesota coaches right oh, now. Oh, man, okay. So Cheryl's number one. Zimmer right now is in line to win coach of the year. How deep do you want to go? Because if I can throw go for volleyball coach Hugh McCutcheon in there, he is one of the most under-the-radar leaders in this town sports-wise. And I get it. Volleyball's not yeah. everybody's radar. I don't I don't want to. They are an elite program. He is, he is an amazing leader. Just forget what sport. Just If you're asking me to hire somebody to run a business, I'm either bringing in Cheryl or Hugh right now. Okay, I don't want to downplay the Understand. greatness of the volleyball. Understand. Because they're awesome, and I've been to those games, and they're amazing. The, the place fills up, and it's so so cool, and they kill people. Uh, but let's let's leave volleyball off the conversation and just go with I'm our, sure. you know. Uh, so uh, Cheryl Reeve, number one. I think Zimmer is in second place. Boudreaux is probably third. On record, career record, uh, yes. And I think but he's like, getting a lot out of this team. And I think he got a real lot out of them last year. I think Molly's not getting enough credit for what he's done. Oh, yeah. People man. were calling for his head, yeah, and, was, which I thought was ridiculous. Okay, and, I will, I'll, I'll amend. Molitor third. But, but I, I was arguing for I think I put Boudreaux there on his resume. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, right, because he's done it everywhere he's yeah. ever been. And the Ducks looked like they were fading when he took over, and then he won the division a bunch of times and took him to the Western Conference Final. And the Wild had no, like, they were just dead in the water. And last year, even though they went first round out, he gave them a shot in the arm and made them legit again. Yep. And this year, I think he's dragging a, a team with a lot of holes and has had a lot of injuries to hanging around in the playoff race. So I'll, I'll still go with him. I'll still go him I think third. So too. I will go Molitor fourth, then Richard Patino, then Tibbs, then Fleck. I think Fleck is going to have to win some games to really get in this conversation. Well, and Patino's. Still building his resume too, mm-hmm. so I, you know, um, I think I agree with your. But order. Tib, but Tibbs got Jimmy Butler, so maybe he deserves to be ahead of Richard Pitino because he got Jimmy Butler. So can we agree on this list? We've got Cheryl Ryu number one, yeah, Zimmer two, Zimmer two, Boudreaux three, Boudreaux three, Molly three, Molitor four. But yeah. pen's not working. <laughs> Sorry, we're not gonna. And then what did we decide on after that? Then we've got. Well, it depends on where you want to put Tibbs. Tibbs. I'm going to give Tibbs. He got Butler. So I'm going to give Tibbs, then the two Gophers coaches. See, I'll put Patino above Tibbs. Yep. Okay, you'll go him ahead. If he had won the game last year in the tournament, then maybe I could put Patino ahead. I need a tournament win here. Oh, well, he won the NIT. He's turned things around, but I need a tournament win. I need a playoff win out of Tibbs. Well, he's only been here for a year. Well, he got Jimmy. Yeah. Let's see what we do with it. But I think overall, like, this is a really. Strong list. Jonathan, what do you think of our list? I think it's fantastic. I found that breaking news sounder for you, by the way, if you still want oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you might as well. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Yeah. That one? <laughs> you want that one? Look, hey, all of you out there listening, you're probably not working today either. Do, so. you, uh, do you got another do you got another one? More breaking um, news. Is that, the, is that the only one you got? That's the only one. I so found Cheryl so far. Reeve is signed an extension, and she is going to become the general manager. Is yeah, multi-year what, contract extension uh, details, terms. Not, uh, I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more eventually, but we didn't hear how long. Uh, my guess is she is here as long as she wants to be with what she's accomplished for the uh, for the franchise. Um, you know what's nice about this market I'm is just that trying to scroll through to make sure there's not a detail here. She's keeping her whole staff, obviously. Um, the, the other day, I just quickly off the top of my head ranked all like Minnesota power ranked Minnesota athletes and got a lot of brush back on putting Sanoa ahead of Dozier and Buxton. Maybe I would amend that uh, rankings upon, in terms of upon review. You got to I always ask this how, how they are right now, career. If you're restarting a team, you draft them. How are you? I think what's your metric? Their history matters to this, what they've done, but it's who's hot right now. Plus their history, if that makes sense. So, like, if somebody was... A, hey, I'm with you. Okay. A, you know what I, So, like, just... That's what we just did with coaches. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So, like, even if um, even if the Lynx had lost in the final, I would probably still put Cheryl Reeve up there because of right. her history. That matters a lot. And uh, if Zimmer wins the Super Bowl, then he's probably 1A there, or he's probably number one because of this town. Um, but what's great is, so Cheryl's number one, that's obvious. And I had Maya as number one athlete Minnesota power rankings hit the game winning shot more or less. I don't know who would be set. I mean, I yeah. don't know who. Yeah. Who else would he? And Jimmy Butler, my point was Jimmy Butler has moved his way all the way up. I think yeah. he's like number two right now in the town. And what what's great about this town and, and its relationship with basketball is I didn't get a single tweet going, Maya. No, I didn't get any. They're like, Oh yeah, well that's obvious. I mean, every, everybody appreciates that. She is the goat, and everybody else is just trying to play sports around her. I think there are still some meatheads out there would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, well, I you're don't gonna care women's basketball." But thankfully, you're with gonna have what's that going on in the world the last couple of years. People are a little less excited to run to Twitter and and say things like that these days, which I, is refreshing. You're always gonna have people who say stupid things about everything, but uh, I didn't get tweets like that. And you know, you might get one, and you just block the person and move on because we spend way too much time listening to people who are insane or stupid. And like just or uneducated when, or ignorant or the, I mean the other day, so I, I tweeted out that I would take every NFL quarterback over Jameis Winston. Every single one. I would take Bryce Petty over Jameis Winston. Oh. You know why. You know why. It's not just because he's a bad quarterback and throws tons of interceptions and fumbles and all that stuff. Yeah. It's the other stuff too. That I'd rather have a guy who's not gonna be accused of groping an Uber driver or yeah, right. who has a documentary about them committing a rape in college. Like, no, 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 I'll take McCown. Give me either McCown. All right. And I wasn't sure where you were going. All I right. get, I get, so of course, yes, that's, you, that so makes naturally, more, makes more sense. So naturally, you get the flood of Bucks fans who discover the tweet or something. And it's just like, okay, well, I, just, I don't care what you think. Like, you you just, of course, you're just going to call me names or whatever. But when we make, when we actually sit down and make this oh, argument, I'm with you. he is, he is 20 third in the NFL in QBR and 26th in rating over the last three years and the, and all the other stuff too like why do why do I want this guy to, to your point I've had a couple times where I've been on Twitter and I'll just I, I get rolling with somebody and I finally just say hey look man I, I think we just disagree here but I, I appreciate the conversation well, I don't mind disagreeing. and they're always like oh uh, all right well cool <laughs> that just doesn't happen in the social media world where it's just like hey, it's cool you know 
we're we're on other sides, opposite sides of the conversation here. That's it's that's okay. But and I like that's that. Okay. I, it's one of the things I like the most about like social media and stuff is that we can do the podcast and I can write articles and people can have conversations with me. But this happens in politics and it happens in sports so much that people just want to try to bully you into saying like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say I." despise Jameis Winston, but I do. So what you're doing doesn't make any difference to me. And we, it, politics is the same thing. Yeah. Life is not first take. Yeah. Right. You can't just, <laughs> you can't just shout down the other person. And we spend so much time. I, I see agree. other journalists doing it. I see fans doing it. You spend so much time like arguing with people who are just trying to bully you and shout you down from a good opinion or from a thought out opinion, or even a, it's just a, even a bad or opinion, even a bad one, or not thought like, out, still your but, opinion. But, but that's something that you should just ignore. That's yeah, yeah, I like that. Anyway, so uh, good New Year's advice. You brought up something that I I've heard of before uh, because of a movie, but I've never heard of any actual real human beings doing this. So we're gonna, gonna we'll talk Deadpool's. Okay, that, yeah, that won't. Okay, you're we'll, right. we'll let people. Ruin the tease. No, but there's sorry, a part Chris. to it that I, know I wasn't even supposed up. to be in here today. Yeah. I have a the clerk's line. <laughs> wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> uh, I, I, an interesting question about the the fascination with Deadpool. All right, Chris and Matt in for Mackie Judd. Matt and Chris back in here for Mackie Judd. I got to scoot soon and head out yep. to uh, Winter Park and see what we've got going. A game that is subtly huge for the Minnesota Vikings. And I think we're kind of like, okay, they'll beat the Bears and buy and, okay, get that buy and move on and everything else. But, honestly, this is a gigantic game for the Minnesota Vikings. The really? difference, yes. The difference They're going to get the two seed even if they lose. Uh, no, I mean, there's a scenario where they could not a, get it. one, three other underdogs have to win. Right, and that could happen. Sure, it could and, happen. I could also be named Pope. Oh, no, that, Chris, that could not happen. Yes. You are a U.S. men's national team's fan, right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. But that We just o- suffered through that in October. But that happened over a span of seven months. Yeah, but still. Anyway. Well, I'm also a Minnesota sports Right. Uh, I'm more, well-versed. More likely than not. And uh, you're a D.C. sports fan, too. That's so true. You've seen Best plenty of, of odd things happen. I think, I mean, yes, there would have to be upsets. It could happen, but it won't. But if they ended up somehow losing the home field advantage, it would be a massive blow to their chances to reach the Super Bowl, I think. Yes. Um, because getting that buy is big to get healthy. I know this from the other night uh, in Green Bay that Pat Elfline's shoulder is so beat up that he had to have help taken off his pads. And he missed yeah. practice yesterday. And that guy needs to get healthy. Kyle Rudolph's ankle needs to get healthy. Riley Reef's ankle needs to get healthy. You get a week off and the home field, that gives you a, a really good chance, especially the way this team plays at U.S. Bank. Well, so you just just win this game and don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Look at it the other way, too. If you're any of the other teams jockeying for position behind the Vikings, You'd rather be the four right now than the three. Wouldn't you rather go to Philly? Oh, than yes. Here? Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, that's, think, I think that's what the Rams are doing. I think the Rams are going to lose because then they'll be the on the other side of the bracket and then they'll go play Philly and not have to come here. I think that that's absolutely what they're doing by resting everyone. And, you know, it doesn't make that big of a difference to them, but it, it, I think it would be clever if you're aligning yourself by playing a bunch of backups, if you're setting yourself up to face the easier of the two teams. And right now there's no question that the Philadelphia Eagles are not as strong of an all-around team as, as the Vikings to handle 
having a backup quarterback come in. I um, never like the karma of of throwing games ever. It's not so Ever. much. It's not so much throwing games as it is just playing inexperienced players who will very likely lose. You're going to call the game the same. I mean, you're not going to sit there and go, uh, "Let's punt on third down." Like no, so no one would ever we, do that. If we lose, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like we're going to try to win, but, but if we lose, it, it's okay. It happens all the time. I know in, in sports, sure. and the the karma has never come back to bite most teams that do it. I mean, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins they have admitted to losing on purpose to get. Lemieux and Crosby, and both worked out pretty well for them. Yeah. So, well, the Crosby was more of a lucky situation. So I shouldn't say that exactly for them, but they had a couple of years where well, they, they were Crosby just really bad back to back years. Yeah, right? and the Crosby thing was they won that lottery coming out of the lockout. So that oh, was, was right. a little bit of a weird thing, and maybe right, well, some at, espionage there to get them. Look at San, Crosby. Look at San Antonio then. But the, the one year that David Robinson got yes, hurt, they get the yes. one, and they and, get. Tim Duncan, and they're good for two generations. And Andrew Luck takes a terrible Indianapolis team to the AFC Championship game. You know, all, all those sorts of things. So tanking works, um, and tanking a game to make sure you have a better playoff situation I think is a great idea. Uh, I don't see how it would make any sort of impact. I mean, if you're just sitting your starters, that means they're healthier for the next week. Give them the week off. It would be the same as saying, yeah, Riley Reef needs to get his ankle healthy. I'm sure they've got a few guys with beat up ankles. But speaking of karma, you brought something up to me off the air. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a perfect segue. That I am aware of, because of the movie Deadpool, however, I've never heard of actual people Having a Deadpool, so you need to explain. No, this. these happen, and I've heard of them, and I I got invited, and I've never actually. Usually, I hear about them, and and it's not in a position, but I've been invited to join a Deadpool, and the whole idea it's both fascinating and really creepy. So, if you don't know how they work, uh, it's a it's an annual thing, so that's why the invitations are coming out now because you have to have your team submit team list roster whatever submitted by January first, and you're picking a list of celebrities that it just sounds so morbid to even discuss a list of celebrities. Uh, and you will, who, who I don't want to say you think will, or you're rooting for, or any, you're, you're picking people that if they pass away in 2018, you get a number of points. That is the difference between their age and 100 by points. Do you mean, this is how you're keeping score. Do- for the well, pool. do you mean like dollar bills? Like, is that no, how you works, get or? points and whoever has the most points at the end, at the oh. end of 2018. Okay. So how much is on the table? Uh, depends. It's like 25 bucks to get in. And I don't know however many people there are. So let's say there's 20 people in it. That's <laughs> my head is so clogged up right now. What's the math? Anyway, not a ton of money, but you, winner uh, takes. I mean, if you got 20 people 20, in a 25 bucks each, that's, that's, a, a, all right, so, that's a pretty good booty right there. So, 500? Yeah. Um, so, the idea there is if you take the, the, the older celebs, you know, that's, you're going to nickel and dime. You're going to get 15, 20 <laughs> points. You're going to chip away at it. If you go for the troubled rock star that's 30, that's potentially so basically, a 70-pointer. You can go West Coast offense. Right. <laughs> and get right. three to five yards on yeah. passes or whatever. Betty, Betty White. You could dink and die. Who I hope lives, oh, to, man. Who lives to 140. You, so oh, what you, is she, 91? Yeah, she's pretty old. So she'd you're be, saying she'd be a nine pointer. you could dink and dunk or you could go Air Coriel and try to bomb it down the field. You yeah. could go old school Raiders and say, I mean, imagine if you had picked, you know, somebody like David Bowie. What was he in his 60s? So the guy that won <laughs> this particular pool uh, or his 
well, barring craziness in the next two days of this year, picked ex-wrestlers. Oh, um, well, that's like Snook, cheating. Snuka, Heenan, uh, that's, he's in front, and yeah. Mm. Um, I'm fascinated by it, but I am Irish Catholic, and we do a lot with guilt. I don't know that I can bring myself to do. Now, look, let's be realistic. When I pick, if I put people on a team, it's not going to really affect. No, it doesn't impact it at all. Jinxes aren't real. But, like, I, I don't, I know a lot of people have done these things. People have talked to me, hey, yeah, they're really cool, you do this, blah, blah, blah. It just creeps me out. I, I don't know if I can, in good conscience, sit down and break down, okay, what celebrities out there between, kidding. say, 30 and yeah, 40 yeah. might be, like, I know... Um, this isn't one that's not a draft. You can submit your. So I think this year. Any former grunge rocker is. Well, I think like 12 in, people this year picked Artie Lang as an example. Yeah. The, the comedian who's had a very trouble. Anytime life and the historical substance. Right. Yep. Um, like, I don't want to have to try to find the next Artie Lang and like try and come up with that. So I, I'm not looking for blessings. I'm not looking for to be talked out of it. I just. Am I overplaying? The, the, the karmic hit that I would take by even considering hmm. joining a Deadpool. I have, so I'm generally a very logical, like extremely sure. logical, analytical sort and, of person. And logic person. would say it makes no difference. Right. Dive I mean, in. when I was fun broadcasting it. minor league baseball, I would say if it was a no-hitter. Because whatever I say up here makes no yeah. freaking difference. Jinxes aren't real. Right. They can't even hear me. And the same thing with shutouts. Like, oh, this goalie's got a shutout in the third period. Like, am I not supposed to say the score? Like, he's either going to let in a goal or he's not going to let in a goal. Just like poor Betty White's going to kick it or not. I mean, as the, unless <laughs> yes, unless you right. are really into winning that 4000 bucks or whatever. I mean, this, she's probably uh, not going to have anything to do with you. At the same time, I could see it. I mean, I, I could see where, let's say you pick one of someone who's in, like, their 40s. And you, like, and, right, and you nail it. Let's say you pick, um, oh, I don't know. All the grunge rockers from the 90s have already either done it or not, right? Eddie Vedder will stay around for a while. Yeah, he's got he's, a good head on He's shoulders. different. Um, Who's left from that era? Like a right? Jerry Cantrell, the uh, guitar player yeah, from Alice in Chains yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, Let's say you go kind of off the board. Let's say you go music that way. Or some former rapper. DMX is in bad shape. Go man. DMX. Let's say, you go, go DMX. let's say you go DMX. Now, I loved DMX in, uh, in high school and, and through college. Absolutely loved his music. I've read his autobiography. Like just this this great artist who came from nothing and you know had all these hit songs and stuff. And it's like really cool story. He's in really terrible shape. If he kicked it, how would I celebrate winning my money? Like I would be I would be really sad that right. my one of my favorite musical artists because he's been doing rock for ten years is a mess and then dies. It would it would be mixed emotions. But I also would say maybe DMX would say take your money. Like what would that would be? DMX definitely would. That would be my deciding factor. Is what would I say? Let's say I was old. I wouldn't care. Or in bad shape, and someone said, "I've bet on you to die in the next year." I'd be like, "Hey, I'm not gonna help you with that, but if I do, get money. Somebody should get some good out of this. I'm dead. I can't be mad about it. Right. I say go for it. I don't know. I'm still on the fence, Jonathan. I'd go for it. I'm Why not? So, I'd risk it's it. It's just so Forget Catholic it. guilt just I, creeping. The Now, here's the the nightmare scenario is where you start getting a lot of them right, and then <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> What's the movie? Uh, 
Final Destination. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. my Deadpool list is killing people. I don't get invited back for 2019 then. I just changed my mind. Fear of that happening yeah, and then see? feeling like I control death would be way too scary for me. Even if, like, so you pick, I think it's, I can't, I didn't look at the whole rules. I think it's, I think you pick 20. If you hit, like, six, you, that's creepy. Then you think you're God. That's yeah. creepy. It, if you hit some high level of that many, then you start thinking I'm controlling yeah. people's lives. Yeah, I think the guy that's winning this, I think he hit, I think it was, like I said, I think it was two. It was two or three. Yeah, if you, I mean, one or two, okay, that's lucky. But if you started being the best Deadpool player ever, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to be yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to end on that. That's pleasant. So, Happy New Year. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta scoot. I'm um, going to head out to Winter Park. A little uh, news from Winter Park from practice today that uh, Pat Elfline not practicing again. I saw Which that. means that Joe Berger is going to have to move to center. And this is my point about getting that week off, that Pat Elfline is one of the most valuable players on this team. And he needs to have his shoulder back to 100% because they're already missing their left guard. And this team needs to run the ball to succeed. I know that's keys to the game, Jonathan. Run the ball to succeed. Uh, but... <laughs> They really do. That everything plays off of that running game, up the middle especially, and that starts with the center. So he needs to get healthy. I say even sit him as much as you need to win this game. Sit him to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. All right. Safe travels. Sounds like the roads are not as bad as they might be in this condition. Well, so Jonathan was doing traffic earlier. What do, what do you got? You got some accidents sounds in there? Like it's nothing anymore. It looks like they've all cleared yeah, up. It sounds like you're it was all right. It's pretty rough so this morning. Safe travels to Winter Park, and we'll uh, look for your reports on the uh, 1500ESPN.com. Jonathan and I back with more after this on Mackie and Judd. Now on Mackie and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Chris Long with you here. Mackie and Judd off enjoying the mid-holiday week here. Jonathan Harrison producing, serving as co-host here. Matthew Collar, thank you for coming in on it. What was a spot start? He didn't make a lot of that, Jonathan. It was a, uh, <laughs> that's not easy to do. He got the call probably at 8. I could tell you what time the text is if I had my phone near me, but uh, was Darren Wilson night? was, no, it was this morning. Oh, wow. Doogie was supposed to be here, and this is not yep. a knock on Doogie at all. He sounds worse than I do right now, and yeah. I sound pretty bad. But uh, and he taped yeah, his podcast yesterday. Matthew, uh, good thing you did. Uh, Matthew came in in a moment's notice and kind of took over and ran the show. And uh, again, you, you hear my pipes here. I'm, I'm going to do my best to make it through to one o'clock. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, if Matthew hadn't come in, there's no way I could have done this for yeah. four hours on my own. So thank <laughs> you to you, especially thank you to Matthew. That said, as always, we will turn over the questions of significant importance segment over to the producer. All yours. All right. So you mentioned you guys mentioned this earlier, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, USC, UCLA. They've already had a little bit of a rivalry in college. Um, but now Darnold has come out saying he'd be honored to play for any team where Rosen said he doesn't want to play for the Browns. Uh, is this the beginning of the next great quarterback rivalry, or is one of them bound to be a bust? I think like it most helps. of these tend to work out. I think it helps. Yeah, that is weird, and I, I, I'd love to go back. The, the one that everybody remembers is Manning and Leaf. Manning and Leaf. Yep. Um, the only one where it didn't happen was the other Manning and Rivers. They both tended to be pretty good quarterbacks. One of them's won Super Bowls. Are they one too? I th well, they were in the same draft. They were they had Roethlisberger in there as well, where it was top ten for all three of them. I think it's going to be an interesting thing because the UCLA USC dynamic. Most of the country doesn't understand. If you ask people to name the how far down could we go? Ten best rivalries in college sports. I don't think that one makes it there. It should. It, That's it, my point. Yeah, it definitely it should. should. Um, you're going to do Duke Carolina. You're going to do. Um, Auburn, Alabama, rightfully. 
There's a bunch of them. I, me, I'm a Missouri grad. I would throw the old Missouri-Kansas rivalry, which has yep. cooled, but at its peak was as hot as... And that's even a regional rivalry that most of the nation probably doesn't get. I don't think people understand. Now, LA's not a sports town. No. Um, <laughs> but... As we've learned from the Chargers and the Rams trying to fill out their stadiums. Once you get past... Well, the Kings have built a, a fan base recently. Their mm-hmm. last couple Stanley Cups sort of put them on the map. But... That, that's been a USC town. Yep. USC football has been, especially in terms of football, the thing in Los Angeles. And and that rivalry. Look how many celebrities stand on their sidelines. Well, and he, right. And that's, yeah, and that's the Los Angeles thing, too. I think part of the problem is those two teams haven't been elite teams in. Ten years? I mean, more than that. Yeah. For both of them, the last time, because oh, UCLA yeah. was brutal for a long time. Mm-hmm. And USC flashes. You know, yes. they. Um, Pete Carroll was there. They obviously had great success. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing. To be that that Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, to be that Alabama-Auburn rivalry, or Duke-North Carolina when you talk basketball, both teams have to be great. They can't just be good, and I think it's been a while. Um, so do they have a chance to be a rivalry? I think, and it's, in hindsight, it's always 2020. You know, I remember... Nobody foresaw Ryan Leaf being a bust. Yeah. I mean, the Colts agonized mm-hmm. over do we take Peyton Manning or do we take Ryan Leaf? Um, and it turned out to be basically Easy the Manning. most lopsided yeah. decision you've ever seen. It's <laughs> true. Um, I don't see, and, and what I've read, yeah, I'm you know certainly not a, a quarterback guru, but from what I've seen out of these two players, what little I've seen of them, mm-hmm. and especially what I've read, they both project to at least be decent NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be. I think it'd be good. Yeah, I mean, considering yeah. the age of the the elite quarterbacks now, they're all in their mid to late thirties. The bigger, so we're gonna need. Quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, and that's, and let's face it, college football is not turning them out at the rate that no. they once did because the college game is so much so different. incredibly different yeah. than the pro game. And there's now. no developmental league, right? Um, the big question I think is kind of goes back to what we talked about a couple segments ago. If one's in Cleveland and one's with the Giants, yeah, can they both thrive? Right. Um, I, like like you guys said, I think the one in Cleveland would have a little bit better of an opportunity just because what's already there. Only if their luck. Them. Only yeah. if their luck changes. Right. Um, but I, I will say this: both those guys are. Um, I shouldn't say are <laughs> seem to be. The kind of person you want leading an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Forget football. Clean cut. Uh, leaders. Yep. Um, headstrong. Not arrogant. Um, you know, that's what you want if you're going to make guys mm-hmm. a face of franchise and hope that they're going to ascend to a level of a... Uh, Peyton yeah. Manning is, is a ridiculous goal to set, but mm-hmm. um, those are the guys you want. You know, Could you've had Baker guys, Mayfield force his way into this conversation at some point or does he not sure and i think he'll probably end up being the best quarterback i think um he everybody's trying to make these johnny manziel comparisons with him it's just ridiculous baker mayfield's twice the quarterback manziel is a little bit of a gimmick quarterback Mm -hmm. um he relied on his athleticism far more than mayfield does well and got away with um his nature was to gamble and yeah. just to say, I'll heck with it, mm-hmm. to, to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> you can do that in college. Yeah. Uh, he tried to do it in the NFL, and it just didn't work. It doesn't work. He also tried to do that in his 
off field life, and that didn't work anyway. <laughs> sure. uh, so I, yeah, I would, despite the fact that that, that Darnold and Rosen are going to probably be one too. I, I would put my money on Mayfield. Uh, he's a winner, and mm-hmm. he's. Um, I think he learned some lessons with. Came on as a walk on and kind of yeah. built himself up into becoming the Heisman Trophy winner, and he finished in what third last year. And anybody that's worried about the way he's behaved and acted, he has learned his lesson. I truly believe that mm-hmm. he thought. I'm going to curry favor with my teammates by doing these things, by planting the flag on the O at the Horseshoe Mm -hmm. in Columbus. I think he learned, like, and maybe. That doesn't really work at that position. Maybe take a beat and don't don't, don't do that. (laughs) All right, so the next question, we're deep in the heart of bowl season now. Besides the playoff games, what are the best best bowl games left? You mean other than the two January 1st games? Yes. I'm going to have to do the top one. That I can think of is the Cotton Bowl, which I believe is tonight. There's too many bowl or tomorrow games. Tomorrow night. There's too many bowl games. USC versus Ohio State. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't even know that game was a tonight. <laughs> no, it's tomorrow night. Sorry. Tomorrow night. Yeah. I didn't know who was playing in the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> and I didn't realize or care that USC and Ohio State were going to play against each other. Right. Um, There's I'm scrolling, Miami, I'm Wisconsin. Looking. That's a good one in at the Orange Bowl. That's a, a fun one. For Miami. <laughs> sort of the two gate teams that had it and then lost it. Two very different teams. Yeah. Very different uh, in the way they approach the game. Uh, uh, all right. I'll give you my answer. Um, right. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I will probably watch the – is that the Citrus Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, Citrus I Bowl. Saw, I saw that it's at Camping World Stadium, and I worried <laughs> it was the Camping World Bowl, but that I forgot that already happened. How could we forget the classic that that was? Yes. Uh, here's the one I want to see. I want to see the Peach Bowl, UCF, without going yes. coach Scott Frost, still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Running two programs at once. Yep, uh, against awesome. against Auburn. And it's a prove-it game for UCF, who, you know, a lot of people love the romance of the small team. They should have got a shot. They should have this, that, and the other. No, I disagree with all that. But this is their shot. Show me that you can beat an Auburn team. Mm-hmm. Um now it's in Atlanta, which is Auburn's backyard. True. Not far from UCF, but let's face it, Auburn's going to have more of a fan base down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fun one. I think that's – I'd like when, when Boise State played in the Fiesta Bowl. Loved it. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. Different here. UCF doesn't quite have the – They don't have the gimmicks that yeah, Boise and, State did. And they're not that quite the little guy. Boise yeah. State bubbled under for so long. Uh, but that I think that's my answer. I think that's a good one. But yeah, I uh, I was looking through these when I was putting this together. I didn't know Kentucky made a bowl game. Like, there's just yeah, Kentucky what? a bowl game this late. Uh, they've been <laughs> right. in a bowl game and haven't played yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my alma mater played last me. night. I enjoyed watching Missouri play Texas last night. But if Missouri hadn't had a bowl game, I don't right. know that I would have cared. I mean, that you know, I liked that the, the underclassmen got another month of practice. I didn't watch the game. Was the punter really the player of the game? Oh there? yes. Uh, what what was the stat? I tweeted it. I, I can't remember exactly. And I had it on. I was watching the Wolves in the Wild, and I, mm-hmm. I I can multitask, but trying to watch a hockey game, a basketball game, and a football game, that's too much to ask out of me. Right. Um, I'm trying to find it here. I think I saw it. Missouri's it like offense is really good. Okay. It's really good. Uh, Drew Locke is their quarterback. He's, if he comes out, he's probably a late first-round pick. I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays. He needs another year. But he's really good. They're a good offense. They've scored... 50 points on a bunch of teams this year. It is. 10 of 11 punts inside the 20, and then eight in eight of them at or inside the 10-yard line. Eight of his 11 punts That's inside insane. the 10, and two of them were 
Um, Senior? Within the three, uh, yeah, won the Ray Guy Award. Also, he's <laughs> he's a Aussie football player from Australia. Okay. Came over and and I'm serious. Like like six seven punts in the game. The announcer started talking about it. And that's why I started paying attention. I've never seen a punter single handedly. Now, granted, his defense mm-hmm. pinned Missouri deep, but Missouri had the ball inside their own ten eight of their possessions. That's and yeah. couldn't do anything with. That's it. incredible. Um. I think it was only one touchback. Wow. Is the is the other amazing? And this is a college kicker. So he's going to get drafted, and should. He's yeah. easily the best. I, I again would not have known this before last night, but he's mm-hmm. the best punter in the country. It, halfway through the fourth quarter, I I tweeted. I said this punter is going to be named the most valuable player of this game, and he was. And when was, was the last time that happened? But it was totally legit. Yeah, it was totally legit. Anyway, there's still too many bowl games. As fun as that <laughs> oh, was, I agree. yeah. It, it, Gopher fans wanted their team to get to a bowl game. I, I, they want it for pride, and oh, every team wants it for pride, and let's get one more game and send our seniors out and all that. I get that. The important thing is the extra month of practice. Yeah. If you go to four bowl games, you've practiced for an extra season by the time you're a senior. Mm-hmm. That's why you want the extra bowl game. Yeah. Um, but there's just I, – I just can't care about the, the, the Bob the Gardener Bowl or the – let me <laughs> scroll. I mean – Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, who the cares? The Bad yeah. Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. There's one that they play Hell at. Hell is that? <laughs> I think there, there's one that they play at the New Miami Marlins or Florida Marlins baseball park. And it's just like, who cares? Like, you're at a baseball stadium. It's meant for baseball. Play baseball there. Don't play football there. There are bowl games in, and, and I'm not, look, yeah. I'm not knocking on any of these municipalities. Albuquerque, Montgomery, <laughs> Alabama, Boca Raton at FAU Stadium. Why? Really, the, only, the only excitement these players are getting from these bowls is the swag they get for going. And well, playing no, I mean the players. It's legit. I mean, I'm okay with it from the player standpoint. They they want to keep playing. I get that, but it's just give me a playoff. But a people playoff watch. There's like four a million people watched the Dollar General Bowl or something <laughs> the other night. So anyway, one uh, more question. One more. One more quick one. Which NFL ownership group? I just thought of this one as you guys were talking about the Browns last segment. Or two segments ago, mm-hmm. which NFL ownership group deserves to lose their stake in their team for the way they've run their organization? The Browns constantly changing up their front office, never sticking with one plan, or the Colts for what they've done to Andrew Luck? I'm biased. I got family in Indy. Mm-hmm. I caught this cold in Indianapolis last week. <laughs> um, I think putting. I mean, based on what you're saying, yeah. it's the Browns because it's systemic mm-hmm. and and it's ongoing. Um. Look, the Detroit Lions did never put anything around Barry Sanders, True. and it was sad, and it was awful, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of the reason I think he probably retired early. Um, but I think we need look no further than just down the street with the Vikings at how right. you can, if you do it the right way, turn things around fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts are going to have a pretty good draft. Remember, the Vikings drafted, if I'm not mistaken, behind one or two slots behind the Colts the year yeah. they took it. In fact, yes, if yeah. the Vikings had lost the game in, in Washington, Washington yeah, if Joe Luck. Webb won, they could have drafted Andrew Luck. Um, you can turn things around fairly quickly. Um, will they? I don't know. Um, <laughs> are the I Colts... just think putting a once-in-a-generation quarterback like that into the situation where he has serious shoulder injuries that he has to deal with for the rest of his career. Oh, you mean just from playing him too much? Playing him too not, much, not giving him protection, all of that. Well, you could argue the Green Bay Packers haven't put a whole lot around Aaron Rodgers that lately. That is true. Um, 
to answer your question, the Browns, just because that's that's resume, and and I I will admit some some Indianapolis bias. <laughs> um, I think the Colts will find their way out of this. I think they okay. have built up a couple draft picks, and I think that the, now can they do it before Andrew Luck's window closes? Not sure. I'd bet on that. Uh, coming up, we're going to go to the top of the hour with. Uh, I have a question for you. It is Week 17 mm-hmm. in the NFL. A lot of friends of mine, I know it's week 17 in fantasy football. I will tell you why that makes, you know why, but I'll elaborate on why it makes me furious coming up on Mackie and Judd. Chris Long, Jonathan Harrison in, filling in for Mackie and Judd, also sort of filling in for Darren Wolfson, also sort of filling in for Matthew Collar. <laughs> filling in for everybody. It's the one really good thing about this time of year, never hard to find parking at work. That's true. Those of us that are here, every, everyone earns their time off, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, easy to get the parking spots this it's time It's like of year. a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Todd Gurley goes down, or mm-hmm. doesn't go down. They say he's gonna, they're going to rest him. And I see all kinds of people on Twitter, oh, my fantasy championship is ruined. Why are you having <laughs> yeah. fantasy football championships in week 17? This yeah. is a short segment, so this is not going to be a big rant. I'm a commissioner. I run the KSTP Sports League. I'm not saying this is arrogance or anything else. Mm-hmm. I would never... In a million years. Now, here's the thing. I made this point on Twitter, Jonathan. A yeah. bunch of people were up back. Nope, we've had our championship in uh, 17, week 17 for years. People love it. You just have to plan for it. No. How did you plan when you were doing your draft right. for Todd Gurley of the Rams being arrested in week 17? You play all season with these guys you drafted, and then, oh, the championship game? Ah, go find players. No. That's, that's the one rule I had when I was a commissioner. We never play on week 17. We are done at week 16. If you're a commissioner and you are still playing and you're making people play for money this weekend, you're a bad person. Yep. And even more, you're a bad fantasy commissioner. <laughs> Jonathan, Chris, we're going to take it through the uh, noon hour coming up on Mackie and Judd, 1500 ESPN.